This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Oh, you got her, dude. She's down. Let's go. Dude, I just shot a deer of a lifetime. Freaking smoke team. One with nature, and if you're a believer, one with God. Definitely gets your heart pumping. Boy, you are in trouble. Follow Obsession Podcast. All right, welcome back, folks, to another week of our Fall Obsession Podcast. Appreciate you guys tuning in. I am Sam with Fall Obsession, your Fall Obsession Podcast host. And this week, I'm super thrilled to be back on the phone with a couple of our good friends. They have been on the podcast before, and that is Derek Eves and Lacey Val. Welcome back, guys. Yeah, glad you're having us. It's always a good time getting to hang out with y'all. So super excited for today's conversation. And for our newer listeners who may not have listened to all of our uh, podcast episodes, like I mentioned, Derek and Lacey have been on here with us before. And if you guys haven't heard their previous episodes, I encourage you guys to go back and listen to those. Episode 30, and then Derek came back on with us again in episode 36. Great conversations, talking about anything from bow hunting in Mississippi to pronghorn hunting. And then Derek came back and talked about hunting in Kansas, some whitetail hunting up there. So go back and check out those episodes. And I don't know if you guys know this, but um, both of y'all's previous episodes with us are top 10 for most downloaded podcast episodes we've ever had. So... You guys got two in the top two. Hey, that's cool. Yeah. We appreciate the love. Absolutely. Well, we appreciate you guys coming on. Like I said, it's always a good time. So, guys, I want to I wanna dive in and start off. We're, we're kind of going to kick things off. Turkey season's wrapped up, and I know you guys, from what it seemed uh, from the pictures and stuff I saw on social media, it looked like you guys had a pretty fun spring turkey season out there in Mississippi. Yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. It was a lot of action. Um, you know, I I probably didn't. Well, I know I didn't hunt nearly as much as I usually do. Um, Lacey's little boy Cole was playing uh, or playing playing high school baseball, and so 
that uh, that consumed a good bit of time and and for a good uh, a good reason. But but yeah, we even the, just the time that we did get to hunt, it was uh, it was action packed for sure. Excellent. One for the books. One for the books. <laughs> awesome. Well, well, take us into it. Let's start off with uh, tell us about the the first bird that went down. Well, um, I guess, uh, man, I, I actually I, I, the first bird that didn't go down for me. Um, <laughs> I, I, I had some, uh, you know, because I'm one of these guys that hunts that I, you know, I share the failures and, and, and the hiccups and stuff as well as the successes because that's all that's all part of it. You know, as long as you uh, are, are hunting, you're gonna have some situations where things don't go as planned but for sure man i had these two birds that uh, i'd huddled them the day before and they kind of skirted me and so i went back um the next morning and uh call it that i guess the hen had roosted in a different location than the two gobblers and, or, or toms you know wherever you're located at in the south we call them gobblers but um anyway the uh they came in the field and it's on my YouTube channel actually, and it show you could see them. They they pop, they gobble right before they walk up the other. They have a decoy set up, and and uh, anyway, so they're easy over there, and they're you know one of the one of them strutting, and they don't gobble once they get over there. Around they get around the decoy, and they're kind of making circles around it. They were standing like 14 yards, and uh, one came back, and when he came back, man, I put that that uh, the pin right on because he was quartering. To me just a little bit but i put the pin right in front of his where his wing is and just because the vital on a turkey is really really small and, and yeah. just a whole other build challenge or whatever but um but man i hit that turkey and when i hit him i was like oh he's toast well i sat there he ran off and uh, so i sat there for a little bit and so i started to get my stuff together and got out of the blind and uh walked over there and had like three no there's four uh, opposite wing feathers on the ground. So I was like, oh, yeah, he'll be piled up up here like 30 yards. Well, four hours later, I found some blood 200 yards away. And, uh, well, I say four hours later. Uh, I looked for that turkey for five hours. But I found some blood 200 yards away and never could find that bird. And that was the first one of the year. And it was like, hey, maybe the second weekend maybe i believe so it was kind of a little bit earlier you know season for me to shoot one and oh man just it made me sick i was dragging knuckles uh <laughs> lacy had to take me out to dinner to make me feel better you maybe you had to cook me some of that lasagna tonight i'm just i don't know if i can make it but uh flowers to work on monday i mean he was still sulking golly oh, yeah, it was bad man it was bad <laughs> Um, but, you know, a turkey, when you shoot it, I guess if you don't find them, they'll, they'll get under a brush top or they'll get off in a hole. I mean, the, the, the thickest of the thick is where they try to hide and hunker down. And I mean, literally, I don't know how many briars I had in my pants and in my skin and in my hands and legs and all this kind of stuff. And But anyway, so that's the first turkey I shot for the year. Couldn't find it. Absolutely made me sick. I, I know the turkey did probably they didn't make it since I found blood. Um but uh, anyway, second turkey of the year, um, I had them at, I think they were probably about seven yards. It was two gobblers and two jakes. I drew back, and the jakes saw something. You know, they saw what well, they I won't say they saw something. They saw me draw back, I guess. And um, anyway, when they did, they kind of spooked a little bit. 
So the, one of the gobblers started walking started dead away from me, and I put the pin um, right at the top of his neck, which, you know, of course, there's a lot of bang, 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 quick stuff going on right there. But, you know, he was probably about I don't know, maybe 20 yards, and um, and I shot, and I cut off about three of his tail feathers. Oh, man. Uh, so that was another knuckle-dragging weekend and the rest of the week. Um, but the good thing is my neighbor, uh, saw me at church. Um, it was probably about three weeks later. He goes, Hey, uh, did you shoot a turkey and cut some tail feathers off of it? And I said, yeah, I think I cut a couple off of it. He goes, well, man, it was like four of them missing. I said, you must've killed it. He goes, yeah, I killed it. So, <laughs> um, so anyway, so that was the, the second bird. And, and then the third bird I actually uh, shot and killed and, and retrieved. Um, I had, they came into a clover field and, um, strutted around the decoy and I had my pin set at 27 yards, a single pin CBE engage hybrid and, um, forgot that I had it at 27 and of course turkeys come in there and I you know, had intentions of shooting low to hit it where I wanted to hit it. Uh, so anyway, the first shot went high and then I remembered that I needed to shoot low. And so the second shot I shot him and he went about 40 yards, maybe 15. So... Awesome. And that felt great. That's that's the great thing about bow hunting, man. It's just you know so much ups and downs, misses, uh, hits, not finding, uh, just a different ball game. And but man, that success whenever you actually make it happen is just over the top, over the top, one hundred fifty percent excitement. Absolutely, especially when you're bow hunting turkeys too. Like bow hunting whitetail is is its own challenge and has its own ups and downs like you said but you mentioned earlier you know how small just the the kill zone on turkey is and that right there and and their their sight and all that kind of stuff presents a whole new variety of, of challenges for for archers out there so yeah it really does and we practice and we practice and we practice but still man it's just that heartbeat just gets you out in the woods regardless of the weapon you're shooting you know, you know, that heart gets to pumping and the excitement and adrenaline kicks in. And, you know, I tell myself whenever whenever I am anticipating that I'm about to get a shot, in my brain, I'm sitting there telling myself, when it's time to kill, you better be a killer. When it's time to kill, you better be a killer. I mean, that's literally going, that's what I'm saying in my brain every single time. And it's just because I'm trying to make sure I'm honed in, zoned in, uh, and trying to breathe and control the heart rate. Yeah, I'm glad you finally got a got a bird on the ground after all that frustration. So. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Uh, these old Mississippi birds, they're kind of squirrely, you know, and they get hunted often. Um, so it's uh, it's always a, a blessing to be able to bag one of those. And, um, and then uh, not too long after that, Lacey killed a bird, and then she killed another bird. And guess what? Those are Lacey's first two turkeys ever. Awesome. With a bow? Okay, so I'll have to tell you the backstory on that. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm still fairly new to turkey hunting. Um, this season would have been my fifth season um, hunting. <clears throat> Derek shared his passion and, and got me in the woods the first season, and I was just extremely hooked now there have been many many close encounters over the last four seasons before this season started but i just never could really close the deal um 
my first three seasons, I did hunt with a shotgun. Last year, I had, you know, we practiced so much with our bows, and I just was determined I was going to hunt last year with my bow. And I did have the opportunity to to shoot a bird in pretty much almost the same scenario that, that Derek described with the first bird of his this season. Um, I shot it maybe back a little bit, and... The bird flew straight up, and we heard him crash, but he, he, we never could find him. Crashed down in some real thick stuff, and you want to talk about a girl that was on cloud nine because she had just shot her first turkey with her bow, <laughs> and I just knew we were going to walk up and find it, and we did not, and I stayed pouted up for a while. Um, but yeah, anyway, got the knuckles, knuckles back up off the ground, and couldn't close the deal last season so we really started this season and Derek was like look you're gonna hunt with your shotgun we gotta get this first bird down and then we'll get the bow out so we started this season with my shotgun and and like he said we really did not hunt near as much this year as we did um the previous seasons because of Cole playing ball and he's about to start his senior year and just you know it's just not missing a minute with that so and yeah. Derek's real supportive of both my kids and their activities so we just snuck in hunts when we could and so the particular day that I, I got my first bird it was a Saturday and we actually were getting up getting dressed for a ball game and the ball game got rained out uh, we had really thought about going hunting for a little while before we had to leave for the game but it was raining, so we did not do that. We just kind of hung around the house and then got the call that the ball game had been canceled. So we headed out of the house about, I don't know, about 10 or 10.30 that morning. So we were actually late getting out in the woods, but just taking every opportunity that we possibly could. So we were going to hunt um, some private land around in uh, Winston County, and we had some cameras out and and anyway we had patterned patterned some turkeys and and we knew kind of their routine and what we may be walking into and sure enough we got in in there and they were right where we expected them to be um we tried to to pull pull a sneak up on them and kind of had we were hid in behind some brush and for those of y'all that don't know, Derek is 6'2", and I am 5'1". Um, Derek has a real good line of vision most of the time in places that I do not have. <laughs> and he has a little bit more confidence pro- probably in those situations than I do. I'm still a little bit, you know, I think if you need to be a statue, I'm going to be a statue. You know, if don't move, I don't move. Like, I don't even blink my eyes. Um but anyway, I was tucked up real good in in a little cedar cedar bush, and Derek could kind of visualize the the gobblers over that bush, and I never could get a view on them. I, I thought I had myself positioned well, but I, you know, hindsight's always twenty twenty. And literally, these gobblers they were you know spitting and drumming and gobbling, and I mean it was just intense and. I just knew one was about to poke its head around where I had my my sight lined up at. And anyway, where I was looking at probably was about 15 yards, which I at the moment thought was maybe a little bit further, but not. Derek could probably see about 25 yards, 30 yards out. 
Um, but right, probably about 10 yards before they would have gotten into my sight, they ducked into the woods and were never to be seen again. Oh, man. So, again. Yeah. And I'm sitting know, there, I, and I can see them walking across. I'm like, bust one, bust one. But I didn't. I, well, I told her if she could shoot one, shoot one. But Lacey also told me, because of previous times in the woods, whenever I can see the turkey, I'm going, shoot, 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 shoot. And it makes her nervous. So she told me to quit doing that. So I'll do that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I told him, I was like, listen, I'm going to shoot if I can shoot. You sitting there telling me, shoot, 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 shoot. I said, that, that doesn't comfort me any. <laughs> it makes me shake even more. Um, but anyway, I did not see the birds. They went into the woods and, you know, needless to say, they were gone. So we, um, loaded back up in the truck and, you know, by this time, I mean, it was lunch. So there's a little store down the road. And so we rode down the store, got us a little bit of lunch, getting us a new game plan together. Cause we had planned on just staying in the woods all day long. That's, that's how we hunt. When we go in, we'll, from, from you know, the start to the last light of day, we're going to be there. Um, so we decided to ride over to one of our camps, and and we got out and and got up in a spot where we knew some had been, you know, kind of showing themselves. And anyway, got up, and Derek did some calling, and we stayed over there probably about, an, I don't know, an hour or so, and just nothing. You know, of course, it was the heat of the day, middle of the day, nothing, and you know, what's happening is my heart's just like, oh, it's just sinking. You know, like you had your shot this morning. If you'd have taken eight-inch step to the left, you would have had turkey in the back of the truck. You know, just, yeah. just some regrets. And so anyway, um, we got back on. Uh, Derek, we were checking cameras again. Well, sure enough, this back on this other land that we went to beginning of the morning, um those turkeys were back and Derek was like get to the truck <laughs> so we got to Run. the truck <laughs> and we got back to the place where we were at the beginning of the morning and um we got back over there turkey's still in the same location uh but we had a little bit different strategy then uh we we parked a good piece around you know back from them where they were and made our way through the woods just creeping a huge huge circle back around you know the back side of them to come up in the back side and anyway by the time we got up to the little opening where they were you know and and we knew they they had been they were they had already walked back down into a little bottom there and away from us and but we had not done any calling, you know, we really wanted to creep up and get set up in position and, and all that good stuff and be patient. Uh, we are patient. very good at being patient. Yeah. So we we got there on the little the side set up on the side of this little open area and um, got got set up good, hid good. I mean I felt a, any turkey hunter out there, I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Like you set up in some areas that you're just not really comfortable in, you know, and you feel a little twisted, and then sometimes you just get, and I mean, I felt like I was in a recliner in the spot that I was sitting in. I was comfortable. I was I was confident in myself, had a good position. Um, we weren't rushed. So anyway, got set up real good. Derek got set up kind of behind me. 
um, across from me and behind me a little bit. And, you know, the thing about Mississippi birds and, and especially birds that I've had experience with with Derek the last few years is you can't overcall them. Um, they know what is around them. They know that all the turkeys, all the hens, everything that's around them. And you do too much, and it pushes them. So Derek just did a little bit of soft calling, um, not a whole lot, wasn't very aggressive, didn't do it very often. And, you know, we had been set up probably about an hour or so, and he just, you know, he looked over, I looked back at him, he looked at me, he said, just be patient, you know, be patient. Well, you know, we're sitting there on our phones, blah, blah, blah. All of a sudden, you know, you hear a spit and a drum, and we're like, oh, Oh, well, Derek was on my right, so he could kind of see the way the turkeys were coming, you know, from a little bit better than I could. And and he he said, of course, spitting and drumming, we knew they were close, but he said, "Ah, they're coming, they're coming. And sure enough, now they never gobbled, uh, but, but you could tell they were out there just doing a show and... You know, I got in position to where I knew as soon as it poked the head around and I could see what I wanted to see that I was going to, I was going to take this, this sucker out. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and, you know, it probably, I would say maybe about 10 minutes, you know, before we heard that first, um, the first drumming to where he actually got in front of me probably was, I don't know, I mean, 15 17 yards it was not very far mm-hmm. at all um, it wasn't it tight yeah he come in there real tight but it it was poor poor birds because i was locked in um when he he came around the the little brush there and showed his head and i saw that beard i i was locked in on that head and it not did not take me but like two seconds flat to pull that trigger and I loaded him up, and there was no popping. <laughs> and to say he that I was freaking, <laughs> freaking ecstatic is an understatement. Um, I jumped up and was like a child jumping around. I couldn't, I couldn't decide if I wanted to jump, scream, run, walk, and and it is just like my whole body. It was the craziest thing. But I was screaming, I was crying. And Derek, of course, he was ecstatic, and and we we ran around and looked, and I made sure enough the bird, no flopping, no nothing, laying there. Um, could tell it was just a huge, you know, a huge bird, and oh my gosh, I mean, like my heart's beating fast just talking about it right now. But that's awesome. The emotions that flooded me because you know we have walked. There's no telling how many miles, you know, we went to Kentucky and hunted turkey and just five years, so many close calls, not getting a bird, but finally seeing all of the hard work, all of the persistence, all of the patience, all of the learning things, because I knew nothing when I first started. Um, it just finally was like, it was just a rush, you know, just a rush of why all of that, why I had sustained all of that and kept at it and pursued and, um, just, just the best feeling ever. So, 
Um, I always thought that I might regret not taking my first bird with my bow, but I can honestly tell you, I, I mean, I, I wouldn't have cared if it was with a slingshot. It, <laughs> <laughs> it was the best ever. <laughs> the best ever. Um, Good deal. Was, uh, so, I have a picture. I have a picture of Lacey um, when she's like, I don't know, you may, I don't know if you ever watched Bugs Bunny or the Roadrunner. Oh, all yeah. That stuff, and the Roadrunner, like his wheels or like his legs are running, but he's not going anywhere. <laughs> That's not what Lacey looked like. <laughs> she was like, she was like running and then she jumped and then she was, she just couldn't stop jumping, but she was off the run. I mean, it was, it was, it was, pretty, it was a pretty cool deal. And you, like Lacey said, you can imagine as as, as uh, long as it had been, as much work as we had put in and have all the close calls and stuff, man, I was ecstatic. I mean, I felt like an elephant got let off my shoulders. I, well, we stuff. also have a picture of Derek where he is laying flat on the ground with his arms stretched <laughs> <laughs> out like, oh, thank you, God. <laughs> um. So that was my first bird, of course, you know, walking out of the woods that day, you know, I just, I was on cloud nine, never thought that it, the feeling could get any better, you know, and, and I was excited, and and anyway, you know, we went and showed the bird off, and I went to bed that night, just still, I think I smiled probably all night sleeping, Um <laughs> We got up the next day, um, Sunday, we got up, went to church, and then we had a birthday party for, for uh, one of my nephews, and we out here at my house, which is about about 45 minutes from where Derek's house is, and, um, you know, we kind of thought we had planned on hunting, because Derek was leaving the next week to go out of town on a hunt, and, you know, really didn't know if we'd get another hunt in. We wanted to, but I, I had killed me a bird, so I wasn't being real particular about it. But anyhow, we got finished at this birthday party and, and headed back to, to Winston County. And we had gotten permission for some private land right at the, the edge of the, um, well, Choctaw County, but on the north side, south side of Choctaw County, on the way back to Derrick's. And, he said, we had all of our stuff in the truck. He said, you want to just slip in there and see if we might could, you know, might hear something. Now, granted, this is a place we hadn't had cameras. We had not been hunting at. We didn't really know what was out there. But any chance in the woods is a good day, right? Yep. So uh, we stopped in and and really just got set up in a location we thought would be, you know, pretty good. Just, just chancing it and... Derek did some calling and, and had not, I mean, we really had not been set up long at all and had a gobble. And it sounded real close. And, I mean, we both, I think, were pretty much in disbelief. Like, really? It's, it's really? <laughs> you know? Um, because, gosh. I want to be able to start ducking down just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, is like, how many places have we been that we knew birds were that we never heard a gobble? Yeah. But right. anyway, I don't know how much he called, but it really wasn't a lot. Um, and had not been there probably 45 minutes. And uh, the strutter comes out and, you know, never, I, I, we, I never heard drumming. And I, I don't know that Derek did either, but he came out and then... 
I saw the fan, and I was like, is, I mean, my mind was like, is this is this real? Am I dreaming? Am I still asleep from yesterday? What is going on? Um, but but probably about, I don't know, I mean, he was in pretty tight, too, probably 25 yards or so, and yeah. mm-hmm. uh, got my, I, I do have a red dot scope, and, and I got my, my dot on him, and lit him up and again I was just like you have got to be kidding me like five years you know five seasons and this is in two days and I'm living in a dream world Uh, but took this turkey out again he was no flopping either so I'm calling my shot pretty good you know I'm pretty proud of myself um but anyway, he, he was a pretty good turkey, too. Uh, yep. Actually, both my turkeys, they both had nine-inch beards, uh, inch spurs. Uh, the one I killed on Saturday weighed like 19 and a half, and the one I killed Sunday was 16 and a half. So, um, yep. but just, you know, we walked out of there that day like, is this, am I living this? <laughs> I was, you anyway. Can, you can uh, tell Lacey nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so so that's my experience. One weekend, two you know, two hunts and two birds, and yeah, I'm still on cloud nine. That, that, he still can't tell me that. nothing, Sam. I don't know what he's talking about. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been able to tell nothing. That that is but, awesome. Hey, that's that's pretty much as a close as a perfect season to me, and and I don't know that it'll ever get any better. It's just something about. Deer season is wonderful, and I love it, but, you know, turkey season is just it's special. And, and <clears> taking <throat> those two birds, I just, I, it, memories I'll never forget. Absolutely. 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 Well, um, on uh, I guess the rest of my season, uh, I guess uh, Lacey kind of alluded to it, was we went on a trip, me and uh, some buddies with, uh, you know, to book hunts, and so anyway, we had some places in Oklahoma, and, New Mexico and Colorado. So we went on a little turkey tour and stayed gone for about nine days. Um, went to Oklahoma first, and both of my buddies, right, we got there, and one of my buddies killed one within 45 minutes of being there. Oh, wow. And then uh, my other buddy had, like, he probably had, I think he said 12 birds within 20 yards that he couldn't get a shot at, which I don't understand. Still. <laughs> but, um, uh, anyway, I had to give a hard time about that. <laughs> uh, but, uh, but anyway, so, and I was hunting one bird that we ended up just naming him Spoof because, I mean, it was just it, the first morning he flew over and they hit the ground and he was running. And we were set up 200 yards from him and he still hit the ground running. Huh. Um, but anyway, I, we ended up, um, I got, uh, uh, had some, had three goblin at one place and, you know, they finally came up there and, I don't think I've uploaded that video yet. I need to do that. But anyway, uh, they came up there to the decoy. And, uh, I told the, the the guide with the Cade. I said, "Hey, because they got quiet, I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna cut down on this on this mouth call." And he had a little gobble tube, and um, I said, "You hit that gobble tube, and we'll see if that gobble." So uh, we did that. Got down on that uh, cut real hard and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, turkey didn't say anything, and so uh, I'm starting to gather up all my stuff because you know we just bow hunt and got a bunch of crap laying around. And anyway, so he's up there getting the decoys, putting them in the bags, and he gets the decoys in the bag, and then right they throw down. You know, it sounds like they were on top of us, but they ended up being about 150 yards from us. But 
<clears throat> anyway, called them up, and uh, they were real spooky coming in. I was kind of tucked into a cedar tree on the ground and got drawn back. And uh, anyway, the turkey was kind of going away to the left, I mean, uh, to the right, and he kind of turned right at the right. Right when I pulled the trigger on that release, he turned to the right, and it, it just cut right off the front of his front of his chest, uh, breast right there, and just kind of cut the feathers off it. So I didn't get him, and that made me sick. We looked for him for a long time, but it wasn't. It was not a fatal shot. <clears throat> but that's man, just you know, those turkeys are moving, and it's just sometimes it can be be bad. But so then we went left there, and went on to uh, New Mexico and Colorado. And um, the uh, the first day in New Mexico, I killed one. Um, and actually, it was, I was hunting out of a uh, kind of down, like in a little river bottom deal, which was pretty dry. But uh, yeah. I was hunting out of a old horse barn, hmm. and I had one little gap on the side that <clears throat> that I could shoot out of, and that set up in there that morning. And you see the turkeys on the roost. I mean, it's just wide open out there, and a lot of spots and. The, particular place I was hunting and um anyway they they flew down as they didn't come to the side that I had the opening on so I went back that afternoon and popped up a couple of decoys and um sure enough he walked up in there and I had my video camera my, my little GoPro up on the up on the side of the thing set up to where I could see that you could video that gap and man <clears throat> I turned it on with my phone and so I hear the turkey like it was weird in Mississippi, you know, when they spent drum, they're just like, you know, they do it like that. But out in New Mexico, whenever they, they uh, strut, it's like they do it like a, like a poof kind of sound. Yeah. Really strange. Um, and uh, so anyway, I heard that poof and I turned around and, and uh, it was a shadow coming right behind the barn, bottom of the barn door where the gap was. And I looked, there he was strutting right around the decoy. And so I got up and I, Hit my, I got my phone. I hit my to turn my camera to link up to my phone. And it was like toggling, 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 and and after about probably it seemed like a minute, but it was probably more like ten seconds. I was like, I'm not waiting on that toggling anymore. So I, <laughs> I put that camera down and I grabbed my bow and uh, and shot and I absolutely stroked him. He went about fifteen yards, and that was uh, that was pretty exciting it, uh, for me. Just being my first Marion with a bow. Uh, in a cool, uh, in a very cool location. That, that New Mexico, Colorado is one of the, got to be one of the coolest places you can kill a turkey at. Yeah. Or drive, you know, it's just something about that out west stuff that's really, really cool. But, uh, but that was a good hunt. I, I Actually, the next day, outfitter wanted me to just kind of hang out with him and um, look around at different properties and because he's got some elk hunts and go deer hunts or things like that. He's going to show me a bunch of the different properties of where you know, whenever I'm selling to, to kind of have an idea of what the properties look like and different things like that. So we just kind of spent some time hanging out that, that next day. And um, and then I went to, to Colorado the next day and didn't, didn't have an opportunity to shoot one. Uh, but, um, and then, you know, so I think some of my guys in the, in the group are getting a little homesick or they're ready to go. And, you know, on a trip like that, you have one person says, I'm ready to go, that they just dominoes from there. So, I wasn't gonna fight it. I said, "Yeah, I'd, I'd kill the bird." I was, I was happy and uh, had a good time. So, <clears throat> but that was uh, that was the conclusion. Well, actually, that's not the conclusion. I'm gonna tell you, season. Went to Kansas and me and my brother went up there. Um, I guess it was probably the latter part of May, 
had turkeys gobbling and just, you know, for whatever reason, turkey wouldn't, wouldn't cross the creek. They didn't want to come out in the field or, you know, just one of them kind of deals where it just, uh, just didn't work out for us in Kansas. But we had a really good time. Um, and I uh, got to spend some good quality time with my brother because that was, that was the first time he and I'd ever been on a trip together. And he had fun. We made some great memories. And, uh, and hopefully we'll be able to do that again next year, baby. Yeah. Man, that's awesome. Well, sounds like y'all had one heck of a season. Yeah, yeah, we were we were tickled. Hey, I told Lacey before the season started. I said, if I don't kill a, if you kill a turkey and I don't kill a turkey, I said this is going to be a successful season for me. <laughs> Lacey killing the turkeys made my season. I mean, it just that, that weight like, had I mean, gotten kind of heavy. Got real heavy on him, Sam. <laughs> yeah, I imagine so. Yeah. Wow. I was tired of all my buddies. I was tired of all my buddies saying, "Hey, do I need to take Lacey hunting so she can kill a bird?" <laughs> <laughs> Finally made it happen. Good deal. Uh, yeah, we like to have fun. We we pick at each other, you know. Just yeah, I, I I'm a cut up. I, I like to have fun and act crazy, all that kind of stuff. Except, oh, by the time I'm serious when I'm when I'm working. And when I'm turkey hunting, that's about the only two times I'm serious. Or try to be serious. So. There you go. Oh, yeah. Good, good times to do so. So that's nice. This ain't no game. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> so as we, uh, turkey season obviously is concluded for, for everyone, but as we as we look ahead to the fall, just real quick, um, what what's on your radar for fall hunting? Well, I put in for... Uh, Montana, and I put in for Kansas this year on uh, for the antelope in uh, Montana and whitetail in Kansas. Um, but uh, and so anyway, I got drawn for the Montana antelope, and I know that you did not get drawn. Yeah, and you're I'm, not alone. So no, <laughs> it's it's it was a rough a rough drawing season so far on on our all of our uh, staffers, so my myself included. I. I didn't get drawn last year, and so I was I was pretty pretty hopeful for this year, and didn't work out. But I'll uh, yeah, I'll I'll be uh, well, I'll be living yeah. through you up there this year. So <laughs> yeah, well I I was lucky, you know. I, mean, I had I had a, a bonus point, and I think that probably helped out. Uh, you know, Montana they square those bonus points, so yeah. If you, you know, if you have two bonus points, it's really like having four bonus points. And they don't work like preference points. You know, it's basically preference point just puts you higher in the priority. The bonus point just gets you in the draw again if you don't get draw the first round. So, yeah. um, but uh, but anyway, yeah, I, I, I was able to get drawn. But man, I had the place that uh, that I go in Montana. I had fifteen people booked to, to go up there because the place is just absolutely incredible for speed goats, well, and for mule deer and for whitetail, but. I mean, it's just, it, it looks like a zoo. I mean, it's just crazy, the alfalfa fields, and they just flock to them, and they're hitting those water holes and stuff. But anyway, so I got drawn for that one, so I'm headed back up there. Um, <clears throat> I know, um, had a buddy of mine from North Dakota, speaking of the Montana side, uh, also, if it makes you feel any better, Sam, that he had 12, 12 of him and his buddies put in, uh, and they have put in for years, and he's like, you know, we've just always said, well, that's just, you know, we're going to, we're going to antelope, we're going to antelope hunting in Montana this year. They just because it's like ninety eight, ninety nine percent chance of being drawn. And he said, and twelve of us did not get drawn this year. He said none of us got drawn this year. Wow. Um, out of the fifteen that I booked to go up there and hunt this year, 
I've had I think nine not get drawn, and um, and you know you're talking when we're talking about a place that has historically been ninety eight ninety nine percent success to get drawn. So yeah. it was really really a big letdown because I mean I had you know I had some buddies some some of my best friends were going to Montana with me and just you know we're all looking forward to that just like you addicted on the, you know the trips that y'all take and yep. stuff that y'all have going on together. It's just it's just good good guy time and stuff, but. Um, but also, I, I put in for Kansas, and there again, I had you know three of my best friends and uh, and Lacey. Uh, we were all going to Kansas this year, um, and Lacey and I, uh, because I knew if if I didn't get drawn, Lacey would not want to go up by herself. Um, so we put in as a group this year. Um, but anyway, so my three buddies got drawn, but Lacey and I didn't get drawn for Kansas. And of course, we were going back to the same place where I killed that 170 inch deer last year, and so we were all, you know, pumped up. And I mean, I I got a new new uh, elite bow encore set up with some heavier arrows, 500 grain arrows, and then practicing, just you know, just licking my chops, just just dying to wait <laughs> to get that tag in my pocket so I could really ramp it up on practice and everything. And, but anyway, so we didn't get drawn for Kansas this year, but on the flip side of it, we have preference points for next year, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll have an opportunity to do that. But man, it's just so many people. There were seven thousand more applicants for Kansas this year, seven thousand more than their highest year ever. Wow! So it's got to be the same thing for Montana and Idaho and Utah and yeah. Arizona. I mean, all these other locations too. It's just people are, I guess, with COVID being over, so to speak. Um. You know, people have just been sitting in and not doing anything and probably had to cancel a bunch of hunts last year. Uh, people are just getting out and doing stuff. I mean, Lacey's been looking for a, a condo at the beach for us to go on a little vacation. And, you know, none of those are available. You know, everybody's just, everybody's getting out and doing stuff. Yeah, man. Uh, I know I have booked a, I, I booked a ton of hunts from like November, about November until about March. My phone has been blowing up to book hunts or people want to book hunts we're gonna meet all animals all species um so i had uh but i just never dreamed that it would be that many people putting in for the tag applications yeah wow that's crazy man yeah i was gonna i was gonna say that uh, that whole 98 99 thing that that's gonna change when the new statistics come out because there's I've I've heard not just Montana but all the states. Um, as you've reiterated, you know it's so many people not getting drawn, and I don't I don't know what it is, but a lot a lot of people wanting to hunt this year apparently. So yeah, oh yeah, absolutely. Well, you ta- absolutely you talking about booking hunts that that's a good transition into I I wanted to give you the opportunity real quick before uh, before we start wrapping it up to kind of talk about to be outdoors and and what you guys are doing over there and uh you know how people can find you and get in contact with you and all that good stuff yeah yeah um the uh well one thing before we get on to the to be real real quick yeah my buddy uh i've got to mention it because he's such a good dude and he makes such a great turkey call my buddy steven Cofelt with keep strutting custom calls um you know, that's exclusively what I use and I help promote him because I believe in the product and also believe in him. And he is just a solid, solid dude. Um, so, and I don't know, Sam, if you have any affiliations with any, any turkey calls, I haven't seen anything like that, but 
I at least want to give him a little plug just because of, of the, the, the partnership that he and I have together. He goes with me on a lot of the on a majority of the turkey hunts that I do. And, uh, and he tells people, you know, to call me for, for hunts this and other. So anyway, again, Stephen Cofield, Keith Cutting Custom Calls, uh, check him out if you can. So, uh, yeah. but anyway, back to, to the outdoors. Uh, 2B, um, man, I have, this morning, I got up about 6.30, uh, started about 7.30, talking about not getting drawn for tag applications. And so I've been redoing contracts because the deposit, so I put in for a hunt, like the, the archery antelope hunts, um, they roll over into the next year if you don't get drawn. But, man, I've been, like, literally until we got on this uh, call here at noon, um, it... Uh, I've been redoing contracts, putting 2022 dates and that kind of stuff. Uh, and I've been booking mule deer hunt. I've booking the booking bear hunts, uh, whitetail hunts. Where people started starting to kind of get their brains geared towards deer season. I don't know how many turkey hunts I booked this year. Um, yeah, we're uh, Lacey and I are actually looking at doing an African safari. We have a couple outfitters out there that uh, are top notch. Um, one's a uh, one's a little bit of a smaller outfitter, and them are generally the ones that I kind of gravitate to anyway, uh, just for various reasons. Um, but uh, so we're trying to work through some of the African safari stuff for for Lacey and myself. Uh, uh, we'll be going to Kentucky to hunt this this fall, also it's over the counter tags. Um, uh, but I mean, yeah, dude, from New Mexico, Colorado, Texas, Oklahoma, Kansas, Iowa, Illinois, Michigan, uh, South Dakota, Nebraska, Kentucky, uh, you know, free range, high fence. I mean, whatever floats your boat, we have a vetted outfitter for that. And by vetted, what I mean is it's either places that we've been to personally or either somebody that we really trust has been to and says, "Hey, yeah, you need to you need to try call these guys about getting some hunts because I had a wonderful experience, you know." Yeah. Well, good deal, man. Yeah, if you guys are for our listeners, if you guys are looking to book a hunt or just uh, want some information on you know what it might what it might take to to go on that trip you've always been dreaming of, you need to give uh, Derek and Tubi a, a shout. It's uh, it's a good thing they got going on over there. So, yeah, yeah, we have fun, and and you know, you sent me a, a, an outfit to to talk to and get some stuff lined up for, and I appreciate that too. So, um, but yeah, if somebody's looking for a hunt out there, regardless of the species, you can reach out to me. Uh, I'm Derek Eves on Facebook, uh, D Rocks Outdoor on uh, Instagram. Um, we also have a D Rocks Outdoor ice age now uh and lacy and i kind of work both on that lacy primarily does all the work on, on it but i assist for some on that as well um but we also have the 2b outdoors page and uh if you have a pen you want to get it out write my phone number down right now while you're listening it's 662-803-2001 i'd be more than happy to help you and um, i'll try to steer you in the right direction excellent well, good deal. Appreciate you uh, you discussing that and, and bringing that up for us. Real quick before I before we wrap it up, too, um, just because we do, like I mentioned at the beginning, we do have some new listeners that might have not heard y'all's previous episodes. Um, what's going on with Mississippi Bowhunter Association? How's all how's all that going? 
Well, we're super busy. Um, we we really, you know, again, we have had the, I think we previously talked in the other episode about the um, Airbow uh, mm-hmm. bill here in Mississippi that was attempting to be passed through the House that we were able to squash. Well, since we've talked the last time, that has come up again, and um, we were able to be successful once again in suppressing that. Uh, so that's probably on the on the you know legislative front. That's been our big ticket item over this last year or so, uh, just keeping that down. Uh, as far as membership, man, we are growing. We have had a ton of new members join. Uh, we are working really hard to keep our communication just a little bit more fluid. Um, go more electronic with things, updates. Of course, Derek does all of our um, social media. Um, he does a fantastic job of, of representing us and making sure that information is pushed out in a timely fashion there. Um, we've got an excellent group of, of, of ladies and gentlemen on our on our board, and we have recruited some new um, uh, area managers to help us in different parts of the state. It's just a little bit easier when you have people strategically placed through the state that know their their area and know people and and are able to we'll, we're able to have reps in those areas that if there are issues that come up or people need somebody you know right there for them there's a face for us there so yeah. that's something that we're extremely proud of uh we have really boosted up the the merchandise side um of course you know we we try to remind everybody that we are all volunteers for for mississippi bow hunters association and you know we are just in it because we love it because we love bow bow hunting we love archery uh we've gotten some new area directors that are um one individual Jaden jenkins is going to be um more our 3d archery person so that's exciting um and Michael Manley is also a new new guy that we've brought on, and he's more in, in the southern area, Jackson area. So just wanting to make sure that the traditional archers are represented, the 3D archers are represented, that our, our bow hunters are represented, and, and our youth is represented. So it's just instead of being one facet, you know, of archery, we want to encompass all of us because it's a community. And, and be a representative for every entity out there that makes up bow hunters as a whole. Um, so if you are interested in seeing what we do, interested in, in, in knowing more, our website is www.mississippibowhunters.com. Um, you can reach out to myself. I'm the membership coordinator. Again, like I said, Derek is, is um, the, what is your direct title? Derek, what is that? Public, public relations slash media director. There you go. That That's Bam. the official title. Um, but you can reach out to either one of us, and we will be happy to answer any questions. Um, the, the information to contact Derek, Derek is just like he said before, either on Facebook, Derek Eves. Um, I'm Lacey, Lacey Vowell on Facebook. I'm Lacey Vowell on Instagram, D-Rocks Outdoor Life for Derek on Instagram. But we will be happy to answer any questions that you have. And we, if you shoot a bow of any kind, 
for any reason, we would love to have you be a member of our organization um, and, and reap the benefits of that. So, Excellent. Yeah, guys, if you if you guys are local there in Mississippi, be sure you go check them out if you haven't already. So, well, guys, that's uh that's the end of my notes and everything I have for us today. Unless y'all have anything else you'd like to like to bring up or discuss. Uh, yeah, one thing I was uh, I've been kind of looking for um you know maybe a couple guys out in Texas if they had you know maybe a new lease in the northern part of Texas. I mean, Lacey loves Texas. I just don't see if you knew anybody. Man, I don't know. I'll, I'll have to ask around, you know, and see uh, see if I know anybody <laughs> around here that, that's got a property like that going on. Maybe they got a few too many hogs on the place, you know, that that they might need some help with. So, <laughs> I'll, uh, hey, I'd love I'd love I'd love to take a hog out with my bow. <laughs> well, uh, as as we get closer, well, to hey, fall- congratulations on the new uh, on the new property for you, Nick. Man, I, I listened to that episode. Uh, I don't know, a couple two or three days ago, whatever it was, when I was on the road working and man I just hearing all the stuff with the you know getting the family and the wife and the kids and stuff involved man that's just uh that's good stuff man I'm proud for you guys yeah man we're we're pretty stoked it's gonna it's gonna be a lot of work for us uh getting it going because because like we talked about in in that episode you know it's uh it's raw it's, it's never been hunted and there's there's nothing nothing going on out there so we're starting from scratch but um it, it's gonna yeah. be good it's got a lot of potential and uh and i see it being a good thing for us in the long run so i'm pretty pretty pumped and ready to ready to get out there and start working in this texas heat so <laughs> yeah oh yeah well I, I enjoy y'all's podcast man i, I listen uh, uh on the regular and um i tell you that that part one part two of that brown bear hunt Man, I just, I mean, you know, I sent you a text. When's part two coming out? I gotta hear. It. Oh yeah, <laughs> no, man, and you weren't the only one too. Like I, I was getting, I was getting blown up about about that episode as soon as we started dropping it. And for our listeners uh, who may have not caught on to it, episode sixty three and sixty four, go check those out. It is uh, one of the craziest Dude, hunting was... story I've hunting stories I've ever heard. So definitely worth the listen. Yeah, I mean, I. It, it had it had my heart beating. It was like I was just sitting there, like I was. It was almost like I was there. I mean, it was that was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah, so I appreciate them sharing. I can't remember their names, but uh, but I, I really appreciate sharing that. That was cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we've we've got a we've got a lot of awesome recaps and a lot of stories, uh, especially here recently on on our podcast. So and and uh, with that, you know, we'll we'll take it into into closing. But I. You know, if you guys haven't already, hit that follow and subscribe button on whatever podcast app you guys are listening on. Um, our download numbers and our listeners continue to increase and, and go up, so we really appreciate you guys. Uh, really appreciate folks like Derek and Lacey taking time out of their day to, to come on here. This, and again, this is not the first time that they've been on here with us, so be sure you go back and check out episodes 30 and 36, the last couple times that they've been on here with us. And we got a lot of pages and social media accounts that were brought up in this episode. Go follow them all. Follow Obsession, 2B Outdoors, Mississippi Bowhunter Association, Derek and Lacey's pages. Go give them all a follow and uh, check out what uh, everybody's doing out there. A couple YouTubes you guys can subscribe to. One is us, Follow Obsession. And then also Derek, as he mentioned, he's got his own YouTube channel rocking out there, D-Rocks Outdoor Life, I believe. Is that correct? That's right. 
Yeah, go. This ain't no game on there, baby. <laughs> yeah, he's got some awesome, <laughs> awesome videos, awesome content trying to grow that channel. So you guys be sure you go give him a subscribe as well as us. Um, you can go to fallobsession.com. That is the hub for all of our content. We have videos, reviews, podcasts, other forms of educational content on there and more. Um, we also have some new summer apparel. We just rolled out a new American Pride logo t-shirt and it is in stock now. So we're starting to ship orders out um, and they're, they're selling pretty quick. So all you guys listening, be sure that you guys go and, and pick one of those up. Uh, sport this summer and finally on our website fallobsession.com slash podcast that page is the hub for our podcast you can access all of the different apps that were listed on from there and you can also there's a form on there you guys can fill out if you have questions topic suggestions or just general discussion that you'd like to bring up we're happy to mention it or discuss it in a future episode so if you have any feedback for us that's the place to give it to us Derek Lacey Always a good time, guys. I really appreciate y'all coming on with me today. Thank you for having us. We enjoyed it. Absolutely. Always a pleasure, Sam. Appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, we'll we'll be doing it again at some point in the near future, I'm sure. So appreciate you guys. All right, everybody. Thank you all for listening. We'll catch you guys again next week for another Fall Obsession podcast episode. that has the stories to back it a life to be proud of it's a winchester life yeah baby six eight western a mule there baby right there tune in every tuesday at 7 p.m eastern on waypoint tv